For Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke 2.19. Now, we have a great show today. I'm so excited about my guest, but I don't want to forget to mention Home Instead Senior Care because they have sponsored us for almost two years faithfully, and I am so thankful for them. They provide... uh, High qual. I could do this with it almost by memory. They provide high quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs, and we are just so grateful for them. But I want to jump right over and welcome my friend Michelle Medlock Adams to the show. Michelle, welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me today. Listen, I am so excited. If I seem like a fan girl, I'm getting to be that with you. <laughs> Yeah, you don't even know how I found you. You have no idea how much I love and admire you. Okay, so I'm just gonna ch- I'm gonna give a little bit of your bio, and I know you're gonna just praise God about all this. You know how much hard work you've put into creating this bio. I'm only gonna do this once. I'm we're gonna do two podcasts today, and you don't. You, if you're listening in, I'm gonna get right to her story. But I just want people to know she is an award-winning journalist, best-selling author. I'm impressed. She has over. 90 uh, books, I think, unless I misread that, I can hardly believe that, Michelle. (laughs) That's right, 90 books. (laughs) And her story is so awesome. Y'all are going to love it. But what I really want you to know is I just signed a contract with my friends at Elk Lake Publishing. And so I'm going through all their authors trying to figure out who do I want to invite on the show first. And your bio and your books just jumped off at me. So that's how I found you. Isn't that funny? That is so great. I love Deb. I love Elk Lake. And I love how God does those kinds of things. That's amazing. (laughs) I know. Okay. And so I've been reading your newest book. It's just come out, Platinum Faith. And before we talk, we're going to talk about that in this next podcast, mostly. But because I'm reading this amazing book, and Michelle just shares so much personal stuff for those of you that are listening in her book. She really writes from her heart, and she shares a lot of stories in this book. And But the one I want to ask you about first, in case anyone else has read the book, Michelle, just give us an update on Bear and Abby and their family, if you don't mind. Oh, sure. So in the first chapter of Platinum Faith, which is titled All in Faith, you know, when I started writing this book with my best friend, Bethany, we, um, you know, you know, whenever you pray for patients, they say don't do that because we'll be tested in patients. Well, right. I don't know if that applies to faith, but it sure felt like it because the minute we signed the contract, um, Jeff and I, my husband and I decided to go to Florida, right, to, to do some fishing yeah. and have a little bit of a break before I really hit the ground writing and he went into tax season because he's a CPA. And that's when we got word from our our oldest daughter, Abby, that um, Bear, our little grandson, who was 14 months old at the time, who was taken to the, he was taken to the doctor just because they thought he had like an ear infection, right? It was wow. more than that. 
He had a, he had a, I couldn't believe, I still can't believe it. They found a tumor on his brain stem and it was yeah. inoperable. Okay, like, that's terrible. I mean, who wants that kind of call when you're, when you're a, a Gigi, right? So I, right. I'm standing there for him. I'm standing in faith for him. But um, long story short, you did to read the whole story. But they told us after they did the, uh, the second MRI that the, it hadn't changed any. It hadn't gotten any bigger and it hadn't changed any. But that it still was, was inoperable and it was affecting his balance. And, and then a new symptom that happened is he couldn't hear very well and actually at the very best, 30% out of his right ear. And they thought that was because that the, the tumor was blocking the, the synapses or whatever that go between the ear and the brain. And so there were just all these different complications, and, and he hadn't started talking yet. And just mm. lots of stuff to pray about. So we have we had these little prayers for bear bracelets made. My um, Abby's mother-in-law actually had them made, and we all have them. And there's people all over oh. the world praying for bear, even before the book came out. And I want to tell you what God has done. So Every six weeks they have another MRI because if that if that tumor changes shape or gets any bigger at all, they're going to start radiation to shrink it um, because they can't remove it. So mm. we didn't even know if it was cancerous because they couldn't do a biopsy. So we're just standing in faith and believing God that, you know, he's our little miracle man. And um, that, that song, Raise the Hallelujah, has kind of been our theme song throughout this whole I thing. love that song. I love it. I love it even more now because that's our little bear, mm-hmm. our, our, our song. But um, they did his uh, hearing test because they were going to fit in for like a hearing aid or some sort and mm-hmm. figure out what to do. This just happened in September. And they went in and they did the test, and it came back that his hearing was perfect. And now they oh, read wow. more tests and confirmed that it was terrible, like that, you know, at the best it was 30%. And they were, this was a thing to, to, to figure out how to get, you know, a hearing device. In. Wow. And they're like, well, that can't be right. So then they, they said, run it again. Came back perfect. And he starts oh, no. talking at the storm. I mean, just talking all the time. Like he is back on vacation together to Florida, that whole family in September, right after that. And he's running around in the sand. Even I lose my balance in the sand. Barry didn't. He was, I'm like, wow. He is such a miracle in, in motion. It's so amazing. And even though the last MRI showed that, that there's been no change, that's actually a very good sign because the doctor is 90% sure that this is not cancerous. Had it been cancerous, it would have grown. It's a pretty fast acting thing. Um, they think he was probably born with it, and it's a benign thing, and he could probably live with it his whole life. But in my heart of hearts, Kathy, I really believe God's just going to obliterate that with his own, because we know God still heals. So yes. we already, it's like we're seeing this, you know, God doesn't always do it instantaneously, but I think this is one of those miracles that we get to report on and give updates. And I get, I can't tell you how many emails and Facebook messages and people asking, hey, how fair we pray for him every Tuesday, or I pray for him every night before I go to bed. He is just such a testimony. And this little boy is such a worshiper of God. His daddy is a praise and worship minister. And every time I'm around Bear, if you've music on, he's got his hands raised to the Lord. I'm telling you, there is a call of God on his life. And I'm so honored to be his Gigi. So thanks for asking and keep the prayers coming. But he is just doing phenomenally well. Well, that's a huge part of your story. I know it is. Yes. And I'm, I'm so happy to hear it. Your, your comment, Miracle in Motion, I'm sure you've already realized that's your next book. <laughs> You know what? I think it is. And, cause I, and there's just so much to report. God is so good. And and also, miracles are that way. They don't happen. I mean, of course, they do happen instantaneously. And sometimes I think what we view as instantaneous is really something that God had already put in motion. And we just didn't catch the details of it beforehand, you know. And then it hits us. It slams us in reality, you know. 
But anyway, that's to me, miracles are they're part of the motion of what God is doing all the time. I love that as a title for your some book that you will write. I just feel sure. <laughs> well, thank you. OK. And I, at the break, I'm going to ask Michelle for comfort because I'm working on these two books myself and having written 90. OK. The other one. I'm going to say for the next, I have to make myself hone in here, like rein it in, <laughs> Kathy, and stay on topic. I want to hear your story. I want to hear how in the world you ever became this well-known. I like. I loved one of the stories in your book because I can so relate to this. Sitting in front of the publishing, the publisher, and you're just hoping they notice you. And you go to this publisher and you say, well, I want to write a women's devotion book. And he says, well, now you're known for your kids' books. But there are listeners right now thinking to themselves, I always wanted to write a children's book. That's what I want to do when my kids are no longer toddlers or now that my kids are have their children and I have grandchildren, I want to finally write that children's book. So back up and tell us, how did you start? Like, how did that even happen? The whole children's book thing, that you mean to tell how I got into that? Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy, actually. It's, it has to be a God thing. This is just how God works, and it definitely is in mysterious ways. So I, I was, as a sports writer, I was working for a sports writer in the Southern Indiana newspaper. So I was born and raised a Hoosier. And so I was, uh, you know, graduated college and went to work for this newspaper and worked my way up in the ranks from police beat reporter all the way to sports reporter. And I was loving it. But um, I really felt like God had a call in my life to write for him. And I didn't know it was going to be for children's books, but I, I just knew that God was going to use me for more than reporting stats from a ball game or something. I just I had a big call. I just, you know, you know when God's calling you. Yeah. So you know. we, um, I through this amazing story of how God got us there. I got to Texas to this uh, worldwide ministry to go work uh, as a features writer for their magazine, and that was like a couple wow. years in the making. How uh, so many cool things happened in that those two years to even get us from Indiana to Texas. That in itself was a miracle. But my husband and I moved our two little girls, who were like two and four at the time, to Texas, and I'm working for this ministry as a features writer for their magazine uh-huh. that went up to like 550,000 people. Well, I'd only been there just a, a little time, and uh, the guy that was writing the children's page in the back of the magazine got um, promoted out. That's when everything was getting kind of techie, and he was a techie yeah. guy. And they moved in to run the whole IT department and, and do some children's books, but not necessarily do the children's page. So anyway, they moved him out, and, and my editor said, wait a minute, you have children, right? And I'm like, yes, we have two. And he goes, well, then you can take on that. And I'm like, wait a minute, just because I have kids doesn't mean I can write for them. I mean, I thought, are you kidding me right now? So I didn't, I had two little girls, but I didn't know anything about writing for children. I mean, I, I've been a hard news reporter. I've, I've written nice feature stories, but nothing for children. Although I always kind of been a fun, natural rhymer. And I made up stories for my girls at bedtime, but never did I think I'd write for kids. So, wow. but I'm a journalist. Wow, that's so, amazing. I'm a researcher, right? I just started researching it, Kathy. I went to like the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators in Dallas, and those women just took me under their wings. And Aww. really, I just, I just was like a sponge, just absorbed everything they could teach me. I read every book I could find on how to write for kids, and I really fell in love with um, telling little kids about Jesus. I just fell in love with it. And okay. so I, that's how I started. I'm going to interrupt you because we have just a few minutes and I don't want to go to the break without letting people know how they can find you. So I'm, I'm looking at your, I want to mention that since you're talking about writing kids books, I just got my dinosaur devotions. Oh, I, or, yay. Yeah. I love <laughs> I'm telling you, I love this book. 
when I got it, I was like, I was just going to buy it because I usually Aww. try to get something when I invite people on the show. So this was kind of like my little thing I was going to do for me and give to my grandson for Christmas. But I'm going to have to order two more because I have two other grandsons that are going to love this. This thing ranges. I'm not kidding. It ranges easily. Well, what, the one I ordered it for originally is three. He can't read. I was I was thinking his mother would, Anna Crafty Pierce, often co-host with me. I thought she would have loved this book to do it with her son. But now I know I have to get two more for the younger of the grandkids on the other side. And they're up to like 13 years old. So it's yes. a great book. It'll you can Aww. get one for every grandkid on your every <laughs> yeah, and the girls too. Okay, they're telling me I only have thirty seconds. Fifteen. Don't forget to go to Michelle Medlock. Am I saying this right? Dot com. I had it Michelle earlier. Michelle Medlock Adams. Yep, Michelle Medlock Adams dot com. And you can also find more about Michelle at KathyCraffy.com. We're going to go to the break. When we come back, we're going to talk to some more to Michelle with Michelle about how to uh, get started on kids' books and writing. Okay, and I'm going to quit talking now. Truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Craffy, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, we're talking to Michelle Medlock-Adams, and she is sharing with me. Now, this is a woman who has 
written over 90 books. Many of them are kids' books. She's gotten awards, so many awards, Michelle. Your your bio is so impressive. I love what you said about Miracle in Motion in that last segment because, to me, I read your bio and, and all your resume, and I think this it's like one miracle after another with you, girl. <laughs> Boy, it has been. I, I always say if God can use a, a little girl from a small town in southern Indiana and and do some of the things that he's allowed me to do, you know that the, the, the days of miracles are still among us. Like that is still happening because I didn't I didn't set out to do any of that. But, you know, you just say yes when God opens a door and he just keeps opening them as long as you're obedient and, and stay true to him. And I'm 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 amazed I get paid to do what I do because I love it so much. It is really hard work, too. Now I'm finding out. And so that was the other thing. When I read your bio, I think God is in the midst of all this, but you've been working hard, too. Yeah, you know what it is, and I think that maybe um, unless you've done it, because, you know, you're in the middle of it, people don't realize it. They think a children's book, oh, it's just, you know, 24 pages or 32 pages, but the work that goes into those 24 or 32 pages is crazy. And then then if you do, like, I just finished two books in a year, um, 55,000 words, um, one was and one was more than that, uh, Platinum Faith, and then our They Call Me Mom, which comes out uh, very soon as well through um, Kregel Press. And so when you're doing that kind of work, it's not just, we know we're just talking on the break, you do the book and you're like, okay, yay, it's done. And then then the editing yeah. starts and you're so not done because the editing no. is, is, no one loves editing. It's painful, but it makes for such a better book. And so you have to be you have to remain teachable and you have to be willing to rewrite and, and see it from other people's perspectives and make sure that you're really saying what God put on your heart and that you're, you're saying it in a way that's clear and the best way to say it. And that takes some perspective and it takes a lot of time on your knees and a lot of time sitting mm-hmm. with your, I would say your hind end in the chair, that button chair time is how you actually get things onto the page. And there's a lot of things you have to say no to, to do those, those things. It's a sacrifice. You know, I don't always get to go shopping or bass fishing or whatever it is I want to do if I'm on deadline, I need to sit here and just work. And I do love what I do, but yeah, it is hard work. I'm always thankful that I have the work, but sometimes in the middle of it, I think, Lord, I, I prayed for work, but, but could you slow it down a little bit? <laughs> I'd like to have a breather, but this, this last couple of years especially have been, have been busy that way, but you're right. It's hard work, but it, it's a good, it's a good hard work. At the end of the day, I go to bed really, really satisfied. Well, I love the fact that you said, oh, yeah, 24 pages of children's book. Your dinosaur devotions book that I just ordered for, I'm fixing to order for all of my grandkids, but one of them, uh, I'm sitting here, you probably heard me drop it a second ago. That's a 159-page book. That's why I picked it up because I thought that's that's not a 24-page book. No, you're right. Dinosaur devotions is for, it's big, isn't it? Like, And that took a lot of research. I mean, you're reading it. That's it, each one of those are 75 yeah. different devotions. And what I, and I, you know, this was one of those heart projects. I didn't know if it was ever going to sell or not. I right. just knew I had to write it. It was like when my uh, youngest daughter, Allison, who I talk about a lot in Platinum Faith, she yeah. was my boy growing up. We never had a boy, but she was my boy. She Aww. loved lizards and she loved dinosaurs. And so we spent a lot of time um, watching all those Land Before Time movies when they were popular. And, and we always had dinosaur books in the library. And she had Aww. a pet lizard Aww. named Rocky. That lizard, I mean, he lived like 10 years. He never, I thought he would never die. He was, he was like a part <laughs> of our family. He just loved that kind of stuff. So I always uh-huh. wanted to do a book about that. And then, um, but as the Christian community is not always real big on dinosaurs, but I, I spent some time dinosaurs. out in Texas in the, you know, the Glen Rose area there, went to the dinosaur state yeah. park and I stood in the footprints and took pictures and yes. it's amazing. 
I went to the museum and just really, I researched, but I, there's seven to ten sources really um, for each segment of that book. Like I would have some six and seven sources for each devotional. Like I spent more time researching. I, if you ever have to phone a friend for, on any game show about dinosaurs, I'm your gal. <laughs> because I yes. was definitely spent a year researching for this book. It was a blast. I love I love dinosaurs. In fact, the reason I think I love them so much is one of the things that convinced me that there was truth to Christianity as a I didn't become a Christian until I was 19 and I had, I was always a reader. And so one of the things that convinced me was the fact that there was this universal story of a flood and, and not just that one story, but there were several different stories that began to clarify for me that we had an oral history of the world and I needed to figure out more about that because it wasn't just haphazard and it wasn't random, but there was a purposeful historic account of how the world came into being. So that's interesting that you mentioned Glen Rose because, of course, they're known for their creation science. Yes. <laughs> and, um, I, and I did. I, I went out there and spent some time. I just really enjoyed my time there and did some I, emotional work for the book. I love it that you've been able to do this and be a mom all along the way. And I know from reading your book, at Platinum Faith, am I saying that title right? Yeah, I Platinum just, Faith, that's right. Uh, one thing, I bought the dinosaur book, and I've got it in my hand. When I have things on my Kindle, I have a hard time remembering. But I do, <laughs> it does make, I do order stuff on Kindle just because it makes it easier to, um, to, to grab quotes. So I'm going to take a couple of, oh, yeah, here it is, Platinum Faith, Abingdon Press. And I got the Kindle edition, and I pulled a couple of quotes just so people listening can hear uh, others looked at the giant and said, he is too big to kill. But David looked at Goliath and said, that giant is too big to miss. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And this is probably going to be a meme. If I, I used to do a meme every Monday. It was Monday meme. And yes. I just don't have time to do it right now. But if, if I get time to do this, I'm going to make this one of them. Uh, I love this quote. You don't have to understand God to have faith in him. Mm. I mean, I think that epitomizes my life. But what I loved about that is I think it really spoke, especially with the stories you included in the book. And it speaks to your faith. And you just drew me in. I wanted to know you better. Aww. Yeah. I'm, so glad. I, I'm pretty sure that people come up to you all the time and think they're your best friend because of what you've shared in your books, <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> you know, isn't that funny? That, and, and this book specifically, Bethany and I, my co-author, we both said yeah. we shared stories that we didn't share in any other book. Like we really did. We were very vulnerable. We were putting it all out there. So that's, you have to have some courage to do that. I'll say it's, it's tough sometimes to share your stuff, but I, the people that I often relate to are the ones that share the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like that's why we love Joyce Meyer because she'll tell you all the yeah. stuff, you know, that she's done. And when she felt like a crud ball and that she and Dave had a fight and you're like, Oh, me too, girl. We could be friends. Like you just feel yeah. like, okay, then she's like me. When if, if God can use her, he can use me. And I, and I think. Oftentimes, uh, there's we have a chapter on being authentic. Many times we put our best face forward and act all perfect online and social media and when we're really hot messes. And it's really better to be honest. Like, I'm a hot mess today, but God still can use me and loves me, and, and I'm a work in progress. And so that's, we didn't want anybody to think that platinum faith meant that you have perfect faith because nobody had that but Jesus, but that we're all works in progress. It says we're attaining from glory to glory. We're each given a measure of faith, but the goal is platinum faith. The goal is to draw closer and to walk Braver in the Lord, and that's that is what this book is about. It's not about 
saying, oh, you should be like us because, listen, we don't have it all together either. We're right in the journey with you. <laughs> but but it's good to share those stories because I've had so many women come up and tell me, oh, my gosh, I related so much to this or that happened to me too. I thought I was the only one. See, the devil wants us to think that we're the only ones going through yeah. stuff, but that is not the case. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. You know, what was interesting to me about all that is I, as I was doing your bio and pulling all that together for today's podcast, I came across a podcast you did with Marnie Swedberg. I just wanted to give her a shout out. And I wanted your, your people to know you can find her stuff on blog talk radio. And that was such a great interview y'all did together. I don't know how recently it's been, but I got the feeling it was pretty recent. It was. But yeah. Just a couple I, months ago. I just loved your voice in that. I got to tell you, it really pumped me. I mean, I already wanted to interview. I couldn't wait to do it. But hearing uh-huh. your voice and hearing how down to earth you were, I thought, okay, this is a person I can really relate to, just as you're saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so glad. Yes. Yeah. Well, Marnie is a good interviewer, just like you. She's a good interviewer. And so, you know, you can just be real. And um, I, I think that that's the thing is so many people, especially speakers and authors and those in authority, sometimes will will put on this, I don't even know what it is, some kind of facade. And yet, yeah. those are never the people that we relate to. It's just better to be honest. And you know, we do the same thing with God. We'll go into the throne room, telling them like who we are and, and what we need. But but really, he already knows all that stuff. Just go, just go in humbly and just say, Lord, I'm a hot mess today, but I'm so glad you still love me. And, and what have you got for me today? Because I'm willing to go whatever, wherever you want me to go and say whatever you want me to say, but I'm yours. I think it's just so much, life is so much easier if you don't have to pretend to be somebody that you're not. And that's, I love that's that. part of Platinum Faith. Yeah. Well, and I, I really like the fact that you and Bethany are such good friends. So tell me a little bit about what you love the most about her and what makes that friendship so rewarding for you. Because I think as women, <laughs> we got to have a friend like that. Speaking of being real, right? Yes. And, you know, we were just on the phone together with our other business partner. He's our literary agent, Kyle Young. The three of us uh-huh. this morning hashing out some things. We were on the phone for about two hours of doing a Zoom interview because you, you all have to have those come-to-Jesus moments. The three of us had to, you know, go through talking yes. some things about a business and about future books and things. It was like a business meeting, but we all just love each other so much. And, I mean, Kyle looked at us and said, you guys are my best friends. And, like, we Aww. feel the same way. And you need to have those people in, in your life that um, that are going to give you the, the tough love and tell you the truth about things, when even if it's stuff you don't want to hear, but also going to be the person that cheers you on and celebrates your victories and not be jealous, but like love each other and, and just be like, I do the victory dance when she, you know, succeeds or is a keynote or somewhere as much as she does for me, if I win an award, like we are each other's biggest cheerleader. I think the thing I like most about Bethany is that she makes, <laughs> she makes everything fun. I mean, it, yeah. we were on some ridiculous deadlines this year. I mean, I'm talking like no one could, I don't know if we were going to survive, but they were that crazy. And I would, I, I get overwhelmed at times. And we were yeah. sitting at this lake house doing, um, working our guts out. We were sleeping like four hours and getting up and writing more and then praying. Oh my gosh. And eating bad food. It was just really not, it was not a healthy week. But we, there we were. And <laughs> I've never laughed so much. We would laugh till we would just, just like literally our stomachs would hurt. We laughed so hard. My face hurt from smiling when we left there. And it wasn't oh. that joyous time. It was a really a work intensive, crazy, stressful time in our lives, both in work and, and stuff going on in our personal lives. But we just, we just find such, we have such fun together. I mean, we can have fun doing absolutely nothing and always do. So I love that about her because she brings that out of me. We're going to, we're going to have to close. We have like a minute or less left. And so I want you to, I want to throw it back to you, but I don't think I'm going to get to you. I want to be sure I say your name, 
Michelle <laughs> Medlock, M-E-D-L-O-C-K, Adams, with an S, dot com is where you can find more about Michelle. I'm going to be writing a blog about this, so if you need inf- more information or any of the hyperlinks, that'll be at Kathy Crafty, K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week. Oh, fellow. Got in key.